0: On today's show, Kyrie Irving as the backup plan if things don't work out with James Harden? What? Plus, should the Houston Rockets consider trade-down options with the fourth overall pick? It's all coming up right here at Locked On Rockets.
1: This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green, Alperon Shingun, and Jabari Smith Jr.
0: T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal.
1: Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, who's some fans? I am so happy. You're getting somebody who gonna come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's gonna come, and come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: What's up, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, Native Houstonian, a credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked On NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. And the show, of course, at Locked On Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. Now today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com/slash Locked On today to get started. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked On the Rockets part of your day every single day, whether it's on the way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day. Joining us now is your weekly co host, Frank, from the Rockets Chop Shop. You can track down on Twitter at FTank58 and at HTX Chop Shop. Be sure to go give him a follow, like, subscribe, all of that on YouTube as well for great Rockets content. And, Frank, We've got a couple of different things we're going to tackle here today. We're going to get into some draft trade down hypothetical scenarios and a report that the Orlando Magic might be looking to trade into the top end of the lottery and whether or not the Rockets should take advantage of that. But first things first, um, how you feeling about Kyrie Irving and Mark Stein's little report that the Rockets might shift gears and pursue him if things don't necessarily work out with James Arden?
1: I, 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 to me, I mean, it's seeming like the Rockets are just trying to explore new ways to (laughs) self-sabotage and uh, escalating as each report comes out. And in the way, you know, I'd be shocked if um, we didn't try to go after uh, Miles Bridges next and say that we want to sign him. Um, But the Kyrie, you know, I'm a Kyrie fan. I love Kyrie Irving in a vacuum. I guess the idea of Kyrie Irving of what he is as a basketball player you know he's one of the most gifted ball handlers in the NBA he's uh you know footwork master he's a bucket you know champion etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know like I, I just tweeted you know um what is the cost of him helping us win 40 games and then saying he can't suit up because he has personal reasons uh you know and it's just the availability thing and he's asking for uh a, a you know a, a long contract up to 200 million dollars I mean, the dude hasn't played a full season in I don't know how many years. And half the time, it's not even because he's injured. It's because of other other issues that are going on with extenuating him. Extenuating circumstances. Extenuating <laughs> circumstances. Like, that that should be, like his on the back of his jersey like it should just say uh number five extenuating circumstances oh
0: i'm sorry you, i'm sorry i just immediately pictured like when they were in the bubble with the different uh with the different <laughs> yeah, positive me- all, the, all the progressive or, yeah. messaging yeah it's just yeah, it, it just says extenuating, extenuating
1: circumstances. circumstances you know the, uh and uh, what's buddy name that does the announcements for the rockets when he's calling them you know jalen green and your starting point guard uh number five from duke university extenuating circumstances he's gonna come out <laughs> Um, you know, I, I I don't I don't like it. Uh, not because I don't like Kyrie, just for us. This is not a move for the Rockets. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense. Like you know, even to me, James Harden is a, is a better short term option because of his skill set than Kyrie Irving is. So as much as I love Kyrie, I don't want that guy anywhere in Houston. Like yep. I don't want him even close to the team
0: there's something scary about the idea of him coming to Houston. And like you said, right, you commit all that money to him, And I agree with you so much in the idea of like, in theory, right. Kyrie, the basketball player is fantastic. Right. And we have, it's, it's kind of funny cause we have like similar conversations about like, well, Kevin Porter jr. The basketball player in theory is, can be really, really good. Obviously not on the same level as Kyrie. And there's right. still like that little bit of hope is to seeing like what Ime Doka might be able to unlock with him, like all that stuff. But The idea that the Rockets are kind of taking whatever they can and just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if something's going to stick, right? Okay, well, if we can't get James, what's the next biggest name on the market? Right, Let's go get Kyrie. And I know that the Rockets internally actually do like Kyrie as a basketball player, which adds a little bit more concern to the idea that this could be something legitimate. Now, if I were to give you a set of options here, Frank, right? So much of this is, okay, well, so much of the messaging... Everything that the Rockets have said and done this offseason points to the fact that they really don't look like they're trying to run Kevin Porter Jr. back at point guard next season, right? Like whether it means they're bringing James Harden in, whether it's going after Kyrie Irving, maybe it's a different target. I mean, a lesser of multiple different evils here. Would you rather run things back again with KPJ at point or bring Kyrie in and run and let him run the show?
1: No, that's, that's a crazy question. Um, (laughs) Oh, um, honestly, I would rather just run with KPJ because at the end of the day, his contract has a lot of outs in it. It's low impact on our cap space. And um, at least for the most part, he's going to be there. And it also doesn't take away your ability to be able to land free agents in the, in subsequent years. And that's really my biggest thing, even against James Harden. It's not James Harden in a vacuum. I could see the value of bringing Harden to the team, um, you know, for two years, you know, but after that, I look down at the free, uh, the the free agency market and the uh, trade market of upcoming stars. And I want us to be in prime position as is usual for teams that are young. You don't just go in when you're that, you know, this early in our rebuild, you want to go in when you feel like you have the ability to actually compete for a championship. And I just don't think that the Rockets, I don't know what they're doing with all these rumors. I'm hoping it's like smoke screens, just trying to make everybody seem like we'll do anything. So there's uh, unpredictability there, but it just seems like we're like the NBA thought, you know, we're the team that everybody uses. Hey man, if you don't sign me, I'm going to Houston. You know, it could be any player. We're just the the default for, Hey, that's, you know, I'm going to go over there if you don't sign me. So it's, you know, I just hope it's just smoke screens because it doesn't make sense. I, I want
0: everybody to prepare themselves for all the Bruce Brown rumors, too, as soon as free agency gets oh here. Bruce God. Brown's going to be like, I'm going to Houston, four years, 80 million. Let's go. It's happening. He's going to use Houston as his maximum leverage, pre- leverage play. Um, I want to get to the draft stuff here in one second. But, Frank, I got one more hypothetical for you. Okay. Sign Kyrie Irving or... Let Kenny Smith come out of retirement to run point for the Houston Rockets. Which oh one are Lord. you
1: taking? Nah, nah. I've seen Kenny <laughs> run to that board on TNT. Uh, I'm going to definitely sign Kyrie. Oh, yeah, them, man. them knees ain't going to make him, bro. Yeah, he ain't, <laughs> them knees ain't going to. Yeah, bring Kyrie on, bro. We'll get him. Get him hooked up with with, uh, whatever he needs. He can take all the personal breaks. Wait till he finds out uh, Tillman's political view. Then we're really going to be. Oh, man. He's going to help Jalen Green open up his third eye. That's for (laughs) sure.
0: All right. Coming up, we're going to get into our NBA draft speculation, what the Rockets may or may not be able to do, and whether or not they should entertain the idea of trading down in this year's draft from pick number four. We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the exact same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head on over to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to the my garage section look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in In no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now... Frank, we got a report that said from from USA today's Michael Scotto that there is a at least a belief around the league that Orlando is open to moving the number six and number eleven picks if the magic can move into that three to five range of the NBA draft. And lo and behold, Houston Rockets are right there in the middle of that range at pick number four. Now, the reporting on this could be angling towards the idea of, right, you know, it says three to five range, and it might be more so the idea of, well, if they can get up to pick number three and get one of Scoot or Brandon Miller, then, yeah, they'd be willing to unload picks six and 11. But I do think it presents an interesting possibility here because I don't know about you, but after Miller and Scoot, I know we're both bought in on Scoot Henderson, what he can be, what he's probably going to be as an NBA player. I've got my fears and concerns with drafting Amon Thompson. I think he's going to be a project guy and he's going to take some time. I might be more inclined, if I were the Houston Rockets, right, to just move down from pick four, assuming Orlando would be, you know, interested in this type of possibility. Maybe something like picks four and 20 for six and 11. And while you don't get, I don't know, as big of a bite at like a star at the top of the draft with an Amon Thompson or a Cam Whitmore. If you're down there at six, you're still going to get maybe one of the Thompson twins or Cam Whitmore, somebody that you might still be able to get at four. And then you get another chance at a really solid prospect at 11. I know the idea of bringing in two rookies is not super great, but I think there's something maybe there.
1: Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about um, is that they trade back. And trading back is not bad. I think the Orlando situation is a bit—it's because of the two picks. Um, I because I, honestly, I don't expect the Rockets to draft both picks in this current draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume they trade it. So if they basically go back to uh, from well, four to but, six, and but then part of that,
0: j- just part of that, right, is because pick twenty, like you're talking about, a very different prospect from yeah. pick twenty to pick eleven, right? Like if if they had if if what turn if the Clippers picked had turned into you know a lottery pick instead of pick twenty maybe we'd be having different discussions or maybe the posturing would be a little bit different around what their plans were for that pick right now. They're definitely not drafting 20. It's not going to happen.
1: Right. Right. So I would think like for their, their goal to improve the team in the short term while still I'm hoping trying to kind of let the young guys develop adding two more rookies would probably be not sustainable for them. So the way I would view it, six and 11 are better, better, trade chips, than if you didn't want to if you wanted to draft four and just kept uh just traded away 20. So to me that that may signal to me if they trade back um out of the fourth spot that they're more likely to move those two picks to acquire a player that could help them win now than actually draft them. Um I'm actually uh, I was thinking of a here's here's a trade back idea that I that I have that could work on both parties. This one assumes James Harden is on the team. So let's say we do sign James Harden to free agency. I know one of the uh, centers that a lot of um, Rockets fans have been, you know, clamoring for is uh, Miles Turner. You got Indiana sitting there in the seventh pick. Um, if you could trade back to seven and uh, basically maybe add a future first with protections on it uh, for Miles Turner, and then they get the fourth pick for that. They can add a top tier talent to uh, next to their young guys they already have. Um, you could add a Miles Turner to a James Harden-led uh, team. Um, that gives you the center. It's a guy that works with Alprin Shangoon. You're not really giving up anything. And if you wanted to, guess who, you know, at seven, you could have Jairus Walker, maybe he slips down there. Maybe you get a, a Sar Thompson is still there. So I think I'm actually, that's a scenario. It doesn't even have to be James Harden. That To me, that's the win now, but we can still draft good scenario, which I'm actually intrigued by, um, uh, by that look. Uh, to me, the Orlando thing, the six and eleven, is it's almost the same thing. Maybe you move the eleventh pick, like you said, it's better than twenty, so you'll probably get a better return on it and draft at six. So trading back is not the end of the world for me. Like I don't think we have to. If to me, if it's not Scoot, then yeah, I'm okay with because that's how I see the draft. After the Scoot Henderson, it kind of gets into a, a a tier of a bunch of players that you know you can make arguments for whether we should pick one over the other.
0: You know, I'm torn on the Indiana one. I like it. I don't know if Indiana would do it, though, because right, they extended Miles Turner and they were on pace with that group to make the playoffs before Tyrese Halliburton got injured this past season, right? They were, I think they were floating around like what, the fifth or sixth seed, like something like that. They looked pretty solid. And I know that, like, you know, Miles Turner is one of those guys whose rumor whose name has been in rumors, you know, forever alongside you know, John Collins and a handful of other guys who are just constantly on the trade block, seemingly. But I don't know if they're like, I don't know if they'd be willing to move him for just the future cat. Or I got, I, you know, who would they take it for that they couldn't possibly get at seven, right? Like, I'm looking at them as like the, uh, the Jairus Walker destination, right? Like, he would be a great fit for them. So, like, if, yeah, you, I, if you were to make that deal, who do you think the Pacers would, would be comfortable I, I taking? I would
1: say they have, um, I, I like their team construction mm-hmm. um, as is because they already have Halliburton. They have a point guard. Um, they have a scorer in, uh, Matherin. in uh, Matherin. I think they need probably defense. And um, I think they need some, somebody that could play on the wings a little bit more uh, kind of sure up that defense because uh, as good as buddy Hield is um, he's not really doing a lot on that end. And if he's not, his shots not dropping. It's not there. I think that, One of the Thompson twins, uh, maybe a man, falls to them at four. I think he's a player that you add more playmaking there because Benny uh, Mathurin is not passing the rock. Uh, He is a one-track, you know, he's one of those guys who'll drop 40 and have like zero assist type of players. So I think they probably need more playmaking on the team. It's a lot on Tyrese to try to carry that load. Um, I could see them seeing get like a a backcourt. And with what Tyrese does, his shooting – uh, Matherin's, you know, hopefully he improves as a three point shooter, but he's a bucket. Um, You get some shooters around them. You had length at six, seven versatile guard. I think I, I would like uh, either Thompson to in uh in in Indiana. So it just depends. All of these trades depend on what the other teams value um, at that in that top five range and whether they see that compared to Miles Turner, because to me, I've seen the Miles Turner thing. I really don't, as good as they're on pace for, what does that really mean for them? Does that move the needle as far as getting to a championship rather than taking a swing on a player that could be possibly like an all-star level player um, in the future to pair up with another all-star level guard? So that's how I see it for them.
0: And that's a, and that, is, that, those are, those are fair points. The other thing I will chime in though is Rick Carlisle hates rookies. So like there's, uh, there's that, yeah, right? Like, yeah, like the only reason Chris Duarte got playing time is because he's, he's an older, yeah, basically he's already collecting <laughs> social security checks. Right. Um, I think one of the other teams too, when you're looking at this, you know, we, we pitched the Orlando one and that's the one with the reporting and, you know, six and 11, you know, when I was talking to one of the, uh, the guys who covers the magic the other day, you know, he kind of talking about this report was the idea that they don't necessarily have to move both in the same deal. And mm-hmm. so there could be a possibility, right, where it just it's just a one-for-one a one trade down to four to six. And then maybe, you know, if if the Magic really like, you know, maybe it's Amon Thompson or somebody with that number right. four pick, then, and they want to guarantee they get their guy, you slide down a couple spots to number six and you pick up a future first-round draft pick, right? One of those, you know, one of those trades where it doesn't quite move the needle. It's not like a splashy trade. Right but you're picking up an extra asset and it'd be one of those like smart front office moves where you're like, okay, like, you know, and from Orlando, right? A team who's kind of on the come up, but not quite there yet. Maybe you throw some protections on it, like top six protected or top four protected or something on a future first. That could be enough to grease the wheels, depending on if there's somebody at the top of the pecking order, the magic. I I got, I got
1: one for you. I got one just popped in my head. Would you do this? Just six alone to Orlando. No future first. Just Sorry, four, the, the, four alone to Orlando, right? I mean, four goes okay. to Orlando. Okay. We get six. They don't. We don't touch 11. Um, but instead of a future pick, we ask for Jalen sucks. Ooh. That the, re- re-
0: the reclamation project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's paramu- I mean, I know people probably – Orlando fans actually like him, so uh, from talking to most of them. I know around the NBA, he's a severely depressed asset as the number five pick in Jalen's class, Jalen Green's class. Um, I actually like him defensively. He's a, he came out supposed to be a leader. That was his main thing. I don't know how that translates to that team, but if you're going to draft number four, you're probably picking up a guard. I'm assuming you, you remember uh, his
0: run with the Zags, man. Like I was bought yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had, I had Suggs at the top of my board for a little while. Like yeah. I was like, he is the guy. Like I kind of felt, I kind of felt the same way about Suggs that I kind of feel about scoot where I was just like, that's an yeah. on the court leader, floor general, good defender, like all that, like give me that. Right. And it's just he hasn't been able to materialize yet. The Rockets would be the rehab team of the NBA, man. You're rehabilitating yeah. Emi Doka, you're rehabbing KPJ, you're rehabbing Jalen Suggs. I mean, just bring bring all the reclamation projects to the Rockets at that
1: point. Cause because they have so many ball handlers there. I know they're prioritizing friends, uh running the, the show a little bit. Paolo, he he's a he's a ball handler that could run the show. Yeah. Um, you have Markel Fultz, who who they they are super high on. Over there, I know he has one more year, but uh, looking like I don't know what they're going to do for him. And, um, you know, I'm sure they they love Jalen Suggs and wouldn't give up on him that easily. But if I could get just swap him out and get maybe Brandon Miller or at four or Amen Thompson at four, even Cam Whitmore, or somebody, a shooter that I could add to all these creators. Um, that's an intriguing thing to me, because if you look watch how they use him, he's not really like the focal point. He's like maybe the fourth or fifth guy. On, on the team, and most of the time he takes shots that are forced because he's not being prioritized. You bring him to Houston, hey, that dude, you know, if he is allowed to point guard in the system, I think Ime would do wonders with him, and he'll be able to, you know, use his skill set here with all these scores that we have here in Houston. So, a little little... Little on the go trade there.
0: Mm, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. You know what? I would do it because because at that point you're getting you're getting you're taking a flyer on Jalen Suggs. Maybe he just needs a change, right? And we've seen it before, right? Players who just need a change of scenery, or they take a couple extra years to get you know up to speed at the NBA level to really tap into who they are as players. That kind of thing. I think I think you're right. He would be. I think he would flourish with Ime Udoka as his coach. And then at pick number six, right? You're still going to get one of. Yep. Exactly. Amin, Asar, or Cam Whitmore. Like that's still a huge win to me. Or there's Jarris. not like a yeah, Jairus no... Walker. Sure, there's still a lot of yeah. I I don't I don't think Orlando would do it honestly, but I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all I over that I, I
1: think a lot of these trades are going to be like where you have all these alternate scenarios, and as soon as the picks are coming in, you need to just have those teams on speed dial. Yeah, like as soon as bang, okay, we we can see that who's falling. Brandon Miller is going at four. We see it. And if the Rockets are like, OK, we like Brandon, but not that much, call Orlando right now. Just do, do 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 Hey, let's do this. And I think it's one of those deals. So I think they'll have multiple options literally in real time as the the picks are made to see where they want to uh, move or what moves they want to make. So it's going to be a crazy draft night, I'm sure, for Rafael in the front office. Coming up, we're going to get into some other trade
0: down scenarios as well as other things to pay attention to on draft night, which is just nine days away. It is right around the corner. We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way over to FanDuel right now because new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to 2000 $2, $500 that's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't pay out right now you can take a look at who the World Series favorites are this MLB season the Atlanta Braves currently plus 450 to win it all LA Dodgers also right there at plus 450 you got the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 550 and then your Houston Astros are at plus 700 so for all those odds and more there's no better place to bet on all of the MLB action as well as any other upcoming Sports, NFL, NBA, offseason odds. It's all there over at America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast, home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, one of these other teams that I think could be an interesting trade down candidate, Frank, is and this is so much of this, right, is dependent on what some of these other teams are trying to do. But the Washington Wizards are in like this weird state of flux, right? Where it kind of feels like they're careening towards a full scale rebuild now. They they just hired a new president of basketball operations, uh, former Clippers general manager, Michael Winger, and he's been given like the green light to just, you know, clean house to do whatever he wants organizationally, right? And the Wizards for a while have been one of those teams, right? You know, maybe like Kings East where they've been caught in limbo with what they're trying to do. You know, do you stay competitive? Do you try to bottom out? They've been floating in that like eight to 13 pick range for a while, the, the treadmill of mediocrity. If they decide that they wanted to go, you know, full scale rebuild, right? I think that could be a team that really looks at kind of pushing their chips in a little bit more and trying to get one of the top prospects in this year's draft. And that jump from eight to four is pretty significant. If you know, they look at and identify, right. Okay. We feel really great about an Amon Thompson or an Asar Thompson or Cam Whitmore. And we don't want to wait and see who falls to us down at pick number eight.
1: Yeah. um, I I was actually looking at over there at their roster, trying to see what, because I I went through to prepare for this, looking at trades that we could make with each kind of the top 10 people. And, um, yeah, you know, their roster is weird. They have a very weird roster. Obviously you got the Kyle Kuzma's on there. Um, you know, I've talked about it on the, on the chop shop for Chris Tapp's Porzingis. I think he'd be great in Houston, but he, uh, he's an expiring, uh, coming up. So, um, the Bradley bills to, with that. Oh, You could, year, you could,
0: you could sign a trade Porzingis.
1: That, that, that is, that is a thing. And I honestly, or, I or think, just
0: outright sign him, right. You just go get him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or you could just get him. And I think that, uh, Chris Tapps would be a great, uh, pairing with Shengu, That's, that's my little, Side like you want to go all in on the European front court, huh? You're all about it. Perfect pair, bro. I'm talking about they They, just, you know, obviously they've never played together, but they complement each other the length it's like the uh wimby at home right is chris <laughs> taps morzingas so uh <laughs> and i was really high on the wimby the he's the
0: hev brand wimby there you go that's hey what no, no 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 we're no hev H- 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 brand H- is okay. good no, no hev brand is good that's why oh, okay, i put it okay. out there like okay. come
1: on okay i got you, HEB, and, and fellow texans we're not gonna let jackson do that <laughs> he, he's the um he's the he's i'm not even gonna slander walmart Who, who's who's a he's the uh dollar general um, version right now, <laughs> but maybe Wemby might be the dollar general Porzingis. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but um, the Wizards, I don't really see what I like on their roster. I, I, you know, maybe if you think that the Rockets are high on Bradley Bill, but to try to get him over here, maybe that's that'll be the next player after Kyrie uh, already commits that we'll try to sabotage our our future with. But um, with the Wizards, um, I, you know, aside from the Chris Stapps thing, I really. Don't really see like what value they would be able to.
0: Monte Morris maybe is like a as like a you know pseudo backup point guard. You know get get somebody who's like a legitimate, actual point guard on the roster if they completely
1: strike out everywhere else. For for us to support them getting a franchise level player at four, I mean they would have to give us stuff like future stuff. Yes, like the Monte Morris's uh, and try to help you know because we're helping them out a lot so so like you know, they... a,
0: like monte morris and like a future pick does that get it done? i think that gets it done like that's you know you're moving four spots i mean it's
1: gonna be have to be two picks or i guess the pick the current pick counts yeah so yeah at yeah yeah i mean i could see that but to me we'd be doing them the favor because um yeah I, you know mr wizards like just let them wallow in their own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no sympathy for the other teams. You're like, nah. you know what?
0: You're like, no, what? you know, you made your bed. Now lie in it. All right. Yeah, Washington yeah, half. High. He he you guys gave Bradley Beal the no trade clause. You deal with it. All right. That's and,
1: and drafted Johnny Davis. Shout out to him. Oh, man. What happened to him? Is he still making
0: like, uh, Taco Bell commercials or uh? I don't know.
1: He's still on their roster, man. Like that's, you know, I don't. Yeah. So I, I, I really I don't know unless Chris Stapps, like I said, I would love Chris Stapps for Zingas on this team. I think he is a he he'd be a perfect fit here, um, because he addresses the lob threat and he can pick and pop and he fits lob on, threat, lob threat, yes, <laughs> and he a lob threat that you could play with uh, Shangoon, and and he fits multiple lineups you could do the shot blockings, they there rebounding, um, I, I really I don't know why I like, I like how this has become the Kristaps Porzingis episode. Yes. This is great. Let's give that man some love. Man. I mean,
0: you know, I I could see it right. Like I can I can see. I got I have some hesitancy behind it, if only because like you have a player who was who is paired with one of the top five guys in the NBA right in Luka and couldn't make it work with him because he didn't stylistically didn't like playing off of Luka because he wanted to play like his style. Right. He wanted. and, And I think that that element, right, that ego element, right, it's the same reason we saw. Dwight struggled to play with James, right? Is Dwight had Shaq in his ear all day long. saying you're not a real big man. You don't post up like all that. And Dwight got his fragile ego hurt. And so I don't know if Porzingis is quite to like that level, but if he came I mean, here and played I'm, off Shingoon, he would be I'm kind a, of I'm a back in that. I'm a,
1: I mean, I'm gonna defend him. I'm gonna tie this back into Steven Silas and okay. his, how he utilizes players in that offense. Mm-hmm. Porzingis was reduced down to Christian Wood, which is pick and pop. And he is so much more than that. And I agree with them. Like, if you remember, this was a guy that they used to call the unicorn. And to be reduced to basically a role player that like what we were mad about Jabari being done, where we just wanted Jabari to just flare out for threes when they were running pick and rolls, it's just lack of imagination in that Dallas offense. And that's why it's hard to play in that style of offense with the Hardens, with the Lucas. I think in a more diverse offense, like even Washington did with him, you can see his full range. He should be posting up. He should be rim running. He should be popping out for threes. I just feel like Emei Udoka coming out of that that Popovich tree is more uh, imaginative with his offensive system, that players like that. And that's why I'm happy we got him. One of the reasons I love our coach is that Jabari is not just going to be a guy that's going to pop out for threes. They're going to try to explore multiple ways to get him on mismatches. So I don't think uh, Chris Taps has like a, I'm sure he ever, all of them have egos, but I, I actually agree with them. Like they were using them terribly and like just turned him into just basically a pick and pop guy. So. Yeah, that that was that was my issue with them. But you know, just my 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 little dream, my little dream.
0: Okay, again, Wim, I, Wimby at home. I, I, Wimby, Wimby at home. I mean, again, he does he does a lot of you know, even if he's you know seventy percent of what Wimby ultimately becomes, or maybe Wimby's only seventy percent of what Christopher Porzingis becomes.
1: Y'all sleeping on Remember in New York, this dude was on path to be one of the generational players in NBA history, and you know, injuries so. That's that. It.
0: That is the other part with with Porzingis, right? He hasn't. When's the last time he had a healthy season, right? I mean, his game log is he played sixty five this last season. Uh, a combined, what was it in fifty one the year before that? Yeah, Forty three, fifty seven. Yeah, he hasn't played. He's played more than sixty games one time, two times in his entire career. Sorry, three times. Yeah. Shorty his jersey, going.
1: his jersey, back of his jersey, when they call him out, would be DNP.
0: Oh, there we go, okay, so we've got, oh man, we've got extenuating circumstances, yeah, we've got we've got oh, DNP. Man,
1: Oh. Irene Stapp's pick and roll. DMP lot uh, uh DMP goes up for the law from extending circumstance. The Rockets win the championship. Yeah. Oh my.
0: <laughs> on that that, you know, that deserves an oh my. oh my. That's that's how that's how good all that was. And also, you know what? You know, Steven Silas over there on the sidelines in Dallas when Porzingis wasn't spotting up in the corner, he was going. They're not getting
1: after it <laughs> like they're supposed to. The film room. Oh <laughs>
0: He's man. He's like
1: looking at him like this is my coach. No wonder he left, bro. But yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. On on that note, Frank, you know the drill. Let him know what they can track you down at.
1: Hey, uh, for sure on Twitter, F 58 the Rockets Chop Shop. Um, I'll be doing a live stream, doing live streams on the Bleacher Report app as well. So you guys support that. And shout out to um Jackson for uh keep keep keeping us uh, good content over the summer. Cause man, it's been it's been boring these past few days. We're gonna get exciting the drafts coming up. So I'm I'm looking forward to everything. Appreciate you, dog.
0: And that's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Rockets. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.